Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Jason with the Electric Cowboys. Uh, I just fucked this whole damn thing up. But you're listening to the... Man, let me do it again. <laughs> Beep. Welcome to the Texas Music Spotlight Podcast, supporting artists and musicians from the great state of Texas. And now, here's your host, Julian. Hey, and welcome to another edition of the Texas Music Spotlight TMS Musicos. My name is Julian. Today on the, on the show, we have a very special guest, an alumnus of the Texas Music Spotlight. He came on actually about a year ago with the original, um, oh. original uh, podcast format last year. Almost a year to the date. I was listening to the podcast earlier, and um, good for old friend of mine from the music industry, the hell music industry. What? Well, please welcome to the show, Jason Martinez from the Electric Cowboys yeah. and Grupo Vida. Yes, yes, Jason. Thank you so much for coming on, man. I appreciate you doing this last minute. No, no problem, man. I appreciate you having me out here. Thank you. It, uh, this is the part where everybody claps. Yes, yes. We, I should have everybody. a clap. I should have a clap track on here. <laughs> <laughs> thank you for having me. I appreciate it, man. Thank you. Thank you, you know, I was listening to the podcast earlier than we did last year, and I was just like. Man, we that was a good show. Yeah, it was cool. <laughs> I heard it, it was back. Cool. We got to talk a lot about the industry stuff, and yeah. that was cool. Yeah, it was. It, it was one of those things where we kind of just fell into the subject of, uh, uh, you know, a couple of subjects that nobody really wants to talk about or talk, right. you know, and stuff like that. And and I, I think we kind of. Um, I know that after that, I started getting a lot of messages, and I, <laughs> yeah, I had this guy from from. Uh, I don't know, from the south side of San Antonio from here, you know, and he was telling me, man, you know, you should, you know, do something with what you're saying. And right. you guys should, you know, kind of start bringing more awareness to this and this. And and uh, we kind of did for a little bit, you know, and then we kind of, you know, I kind of waited to see what was going on. And uh, um, some, you know, cool things came out of it, but but it, it still wasn't enough. But I, I hope know. we ruffle some feathers. I mean, if you haven't we heard did. that episode, go back to, I think it's episode eight. Uh, sometime in April with Jason Martinez, uh, you can go, if you're listening to the podcast from, uh, iTunes, you can go and see all the old episodes and it's one of the very first ones we did. Um, so be sure to check that out. Jason, this format now we do now is, is that one was like industry and it was like what's your band doing and promoting the band. Right. What, what I'm doing now is focusing on the musician. Oh, and cool. how you started out. So I know you have no idea what I'm going to ask you. I and no honestly, <laughs> I have no idea what I'm going to ask you. <laughs> I am afraid. I, am <laughs> I do I do no prep work. It's like, you know what? I'm just chatting with somebody and they're sitting across from me and we're going to have a good time. So first off, how did how did you get started in music, man? You know, I, I got started probably about maybe, and, uh, and this is going to probably reveal my real age, but I got started probably about maybe um, – 25, 26 years ago was when I started kind of uh, uh, touring live, um, you know, professionally. Well, uh, uh, playing I, like I, your first instrument. Yeah, like yeah. A, how, oh, no, uh, yeah, no, like, that's different. See, now, now you're going way Yeah, back. yeah, yeah. Now you're going, I was, I, I started, I was like four when I started playing drums and piano. Man. Yeah, and and I remember, it, 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 I was just telling the story to somebody else the other day. I said, um, it's funny, my parents had put me in violin lessons when I was like six and and I didn't want to learn anything about music and you know and then you know reading music. And, why you know, violin? Did, yeah, did, why they? My parents. They want to be a mariachi. They I, want don't you to know. Be, right? I don't even know. My parents just took me. To, I think it was just like you know what? Let's find him something to do. Right. You know. It was. Uh, you know. So they kind of threw me into this lesson, and I, I remember I went to the lesson, and um, 
I, went, I figured, okay, I'm, I'm going to go in there and I'm going to pick up the violin and I'm just going to kind of, you know, they're going to show me how to play something. You know, Mary Had a Little Lamb or whatever. Mm-hmm. I was like six. And then um, I went in there and they started talking about, you know, you know, the staff and they started talking about quarter notes. And, and I was like, boring. Boring. <laughs> I went two lessons. And then I told my mom, I don't want to do this anymore. They took me out and I regret it totally because I think to myself, can you imagine if I would have stayed right, in right. those lessons since I was six or seven years old? You know, I'm 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 up there now. <laughs> but you we know, all are. We all are. <laughs> but but I, I can you know I can imagine how you know. Or, so did, or, they, did they buy you a violin and everything, or you mm, like? Was, yes. Was they, oh man. Yes, they bought, they bought me a violin. They were very upset. <laughs> they were upset. I mean, <laughs> but um, it it man, and I do to this day. You know, and, and they always say, you know that. that you know, you you regret things like that, and I do. Right. Because you know, if, like I said, if I would have stayed in it, I, I would. And now I'm like, man, I wish I knew how to play. And, and I pick it up, you know, right, and I play some, you know, it. I play some, yeah, I mess around with it, and, you know, some, and come out with a couple of little melodies. But I can imagine, especially the music that we're doing now, right. you know, whether it's country music or or, or, or even rock music. I mean, it just, you can incorporate it. And, man, I, we could even throw it into like Tejano music if we wanted right. to, you know, and, and, but the thing is, I can't. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, <laughs> and, so, and I never thought I'd use like auto tune on the violin, man. So. <laughs> so where'd you go from there? I mean, did, did you from, did, from violin? Obviously, your violin uh, career was cut short. Yeah, <laughs> obviously, I, n- I never, <laughs> I, n- <laughs> I never made a career out of playing violin. <laughs> Um, I, I, I continued with like drums and piano and of course drums, everybody, every kid likes to play yeah. drums, you know, everybody likes to, you know, bang drums and, 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 uh, piano, I liked it because, um, it, it was, uh, uh, I don't know, man, there was just something that may, you know what, maybe it's the fact that it was a percussion instrument because right. I was a big drum kid, you know, and, right. and, and I, and I love that it was just, man, I just love the piano. So when you started playing drum, was it, was it, um. Formally, or you just kind of mess around with it? Your parents I, bought one? Or? They bought me a small set when I was like four. And then maybe about maybe six months later, they bought me uh, like a jungle kit. Uh-huh. So it was a real kit, but it was small. Right. You know, and I, I, I would follow along with everything that was on the radio, you know. So everything that was, you know, I'm about to reveal my age. So, you know, <laughs> everything from Earth, and of course, right, I mean, I was, you know, four or five. So, but everything from, you know, Chicago to, you know, like to Kiss, to ACDC, to, you know, the simple stuff that was on the radio. All the simple stuff was on the radio. <laughs> yeah. Excuse me. Earth, Wind, and Fire. <laughs> uh, the, the, you know, the, the, I would just kind of try to copy along and, and I was keeping the grooves and I was, you know, and I remember I was, I, I would actually try to keep on time. So I was like one of those kids that, that like really wanted to play and, and, you know, and I was doing the riffs and I was doing the licks and, and that you, kind did of, did your parents that, notice that? My parents, yes. Yeah, Were they and, musicians? No. No, so, but they noticed like, hey, that sounds. Yeah, that it, it it sounds like it makes some sort of right, sense. Right. And, and so what they did was they kind of encouraged me to go with that, you know. And then after the drums, it was like, well, maybe this kid is gonna like piano. Right. So they bought me a small keyboard, and and I went to a, a couple of piano lessons, and I stopped going. More than two. Yeah, <laughs> I, went, I went to like <laughs> uh, it was what was it? it was like once a week for like three months but it was enough to kind of get me started like kick-started like right. oh man this is great i love it so then i just kind of went on from there and i i played that for a long time then um i remember i was i was a young kid man and i was a big fan of of like my parents were big fans of like back then it was like los hermanos farias you know? right they i don't know for anybody that doesn't know about los hermanos farias back in the day they had big afros and they used <laughs> they to wear did. yeah man they <laughs> yeah. all had big afros and then i remember a, a, a good friend of mine uh, a chente used to play with him back when he was a kid and, and i was i would look at it and i was like because it seemed so close to home 
right. it was like like okay this these guys are are are, are big to me right mm-hmm. they're huge but at the same time they're here in town mm-hmm. you know and we would go see them play and it's like man i know these guys you know i can i talk to these guys this is, i wonder if i can do this so i started kind of like going with like i was like man i like this accordion thing you know and back at that time you know when you were in, in, in the mid to late 80s and early 90s man that Tejano music explosion was just amazing right. so you know, I started kind of getting into the accordion, and I started learning that. And 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 I had an, my uncle Richard and my uncle Henry were the ones that really kind of pushed me into playing that particular instrument because it was it was just so different. So, you know? how old were you started playing accordion? I was like eleven, wow, twelve. Yeah, I started everything really young, and I have yet to to master anything. And so <laughs> I'm, I'm working. And on well, it. Mike Mike Rodriguez is Rodriguez keyboard player. Finding Fridays in the room. He said, "Plumbers by day, conjunto stars by <laughs> <Yeah>. night." <laughs> if, you're, if you're watching on Facebook, be, you're more than welcome to ask questions for for Jason Martinez here. <laughs> but so you were about eleven playing accordion. There was nobody really teaching back then, right? No, it was just no. kind of like it, it, there wasn't, and and I didn't know. I didn't know. The only person that I knew that played accordion that I knew personally was David Farias. And he was playing all the time, you know. And, and he, I remember I went to a, a show or two and, and he was like, well, you know what? Take these two fingers and, and just, you know, kind of do this. And he yeah. showed me just a couple of notes. Uh, uh, so it was nothing really complicated, but he kind of kickstarted me into that. And I went home and, and I would do just that one simple scale. And then from there, it was like trying to figure out. And since I kind of like, I was familiar with, with right, scales you had some and stuff. Yeah, yeah, that. And that helped me out a lot. So I would sit at home and I would just practice, 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 practice. And I played that for a long, long time up until I had no choice but to learn how to play guitar when I joined Vida. So I joined Vida when I was like 18. I had just come out of high school. Had you played any guitar before that? No, none. None. Wait a minute. I was... They hired you as a guitar player yes, and you had them play guitar. And they fired me twice. <laughs> and you, and, well, no, watch. <laughs> Okay, well, before we get to you, you're, you're yeah. playing accordion 11, and between 11 and 18, when you got with Vida, what, what were you, you just playing accordion? I, I was just, I was playing accordion. I was touring with a, a band from the South Side called uh, the VIPs. They're a bunch of older guys, but they were really, really cool guys, and we did a lot of covers, you know, and um, I played accordion, and, and they were like, hey, you know what, we, we got this young kid, let's let him sing, and they did, and that was a huge mistake, you know, <laughs> because, man, I wasn't any kind of a singer back then, man, I was, I was, uh, you know, if they started me out, well, you know what, okay, let's, maybe he can do some harmonies, you know, and... and, and we just sing like, Mover el Bote and stuff. Uh, yeah, yeah, it was like, Mover el Bote and La Mucura, and, you know, stuff. The classics, right? right the right. classics. They're still, be, still yeah. being played at Fiesta right now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> shout, out, shout out to all my music peeps that are yeah, playing that song, uh, La Mujera, right now at Fiesta. Great songs, anyway. <laughs> See, so I didn't, I didn't know you had a, an act, well, active accordion career playing with the local bands here. Yeah. I, I didn't know you as a guitar player. Man, I I, I was play, I played with Patrick Camacho y Grupo Brio. I remember that, man. I was young and, and he was this, this, he was a, a, a plumber by day. He was, I kid you not, he was a plumber by day and, and he was a, a, a conjunto musician, a superstar by night. It's funny what? Mike was saying that, man. And, and he, he was, he, he played guitar and, and it was a, it was like a four-piece band and then I joined and I, I played accordion for him and, and I was with him for, <clears throat> excuse me, probably about maybe about a year and a half, you know, and then I started joining other bands, you know, uh, uh, Blanca Grupo Cielo, I was there for a little while, so I always jumped around to different local bands, I was with a group called Los Jovenes for a little while, yeah, yeah. Who, who, was, of, who was in that? Man, it, it, back in that time, uh, we had a guy named John Hernandez who was singing, he was a friend of mine, uh, lived across the street from me on the south side, <clears throat> 
we had uh, uh, Robert Salinas was on bass. Uh, his his brother was on keys and accordion also. Uh, uh, you know, and then it was we added this little kid named Stevie. Stevie was from way in the south side, like La Soya or something like that. And he was a monster conjunto player. He was he was young. He was like fifteen. What did he play? He played drums. Oh. He was a monster conjunto player. He was very you know bien sentado. He was very solid right, right. man. It was it was awesome you know to hear him play and uh we had this little band and and, and we we're we we're gigging all the time and then um i was working for a radio station uh kda radio here in uh-huh. town and uh that was an, an awesome experience because i i i went from just so you know man right. I, I i there was a point in time where i was i had just got out of high school and and I wanted to do something big in music, and and I said, well, what can I do, you know? And 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 at that time, you know, I was I was uh, uh, trying to figure out what I was going to do, you know, musically. And and yeah, I started kind of. I was going to school, you know, I went to Palo Alto, I went to to UTSA, and and I was like, man, but I want to do something in music, you know. Mm-hmm. And and uh, I blame it on the school. I blame it on McCullum High School, man, because <laughs> I I went to Central Catholic my freshman year, and I was oh, well, I want to go to Notre Dame, and I want right, to be right, an engineer, right. and then I'm going to go to college, and this and this. By the stay in school kids by the way <laughs> don't do what i did so i um I, I that was the plan and then i went to mccullum and 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 i was like ruined oh you. wow <laughs> you know i i yeah it opened up my eyes you know right, I mean, everybody right. over there liked music man I mean, yeah the size i mean you know, back then we had the r and r bar and grill how many, how many guys came out of mccullum there's a Dude, ton of music you know, a ton of musicians man mccullum was just like this this I don't know. It, you, you guys, people from the they South Side. a lot Island. of good singers come out of there. Yeah, they did. Uh, Ram Herrera was from there. Right. Uh, he, he graduated from there. Emilio, the mm-hmm. great Emilio, uh, of course. Um, and then you had, uh, uh, you know, you had guys on the South Side, like, you know, you had Tropaifa on the South Side. And then you had, man, you had so many different musicians. <laughs> and and it doesn't just, it's not just, you know, it was uh, uh, the Last Bandoleros. Right. Las Pandoleros. Yeah. I mean, those guys are amazing, you yeah. know. And then you have, uh, uh, you know, you had a couple of Norteño bands that came out of there, too. You know, you had Los Dorados. And, and there was just so many different musicians that came out of McCullum High School in the Southside period. You know, Eddie yeah. was, Eddie Gonzalez from the Southside, you right. know. I think he went to Southside, Burbank, Southside. I don't know. He went to one of the, he went to one of those Southsides. Right, right, but right. Not, nevertheless, everything was, 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 came up from the Southside of San Antonio. Man, it's just, so we were kind of, I guess you were kind of born and bred for it, you know. Yeah. So you were in high school at McCollum. I'm just kind of like, oh man, my god. Man. I was I was having having a ball, man. You know, playing in these little bands, and I go to school all proud, you know. And and I mean, I look like, dude. I I, I realize now that I must have looked like a Chile because <laughs> I would take my accordion to school. And Wait, I had, you take like, your accordion? Yes, to school? yeah. You were that guy. I was that guy. I was <laughs> that guy that night. I would take the accordion to school, and, and everybody was like, oh yeah, man, he plays. And, and I look back now, and I'm like, oh my god, if I was me looking at me, I would have been like, dude. You you need to leave that shit at home. <laughs> you know, excuse my language. Man. Oh, you I, can say whatever the hell you want. Oh, you, can, you know, yeah. I, don't care. I was like, man, I would have, I would have given myself some different advice, man, because I, I look like I must have looked like a total. So douche. at this time, you're you're playing locally. You're getting some some exposure as a musician, getting that that stage time, like everybody, you know, cutting your teeth and mm-hmm. you know, getting uh, paying your dues and stuff like yes. that. Um, is the accordion? Re- it, is that something like, you wanted to be like? You know, I'm just going to stick with this instrument. I mean, that, I mean, you had a, obviously had a love for the accordion. I did. Um, at what point did you say I'm going to play guitar? The and I the pivotal moment that I said, <clears throat> excuse me, you know what? I'm going to play guitar was the day that Sunny Salceda called me and said, "Hey, man, we're having trouble with uh, with our band with Eddie and Vida, and we need somebody to play guitar." And I said, "Okay." 
Um, didn't think twice about it. Didn't like, think yeah, twice. I and I, it's a guitar. I was, I wanted, how difficult can it be? Exactly. And I was like, man, <laughs> you know, I all I hear that all you need is three chords. That's, that's what I hear. And um, I, I was at, I was Which at the is out, partially yeah, true. I, and, and people don't know this, man. I was at KDA, and and three chords in the truth. That's all you need. And I was at KDA, and I remember, and, and, and at that time, Sonny and I, you know, we used to talk a lot, and. And he called me and he said, you know, and nobody knows this. Nobody knows this. This was right before the breakup between Eddie and V. That dude. You know what, dude? I'm just going to cut to the chase, all right? I'm not even going to bullshit you. Please don't bullshit. Let's That's talk. what I like. Let's talk. Let's talk. So Vida and Eddie had been having a lot of problems, you know, uh, uh, you know, creatively and, and, and you know, and, or, or whatever the case may be. I wasn't there at that time, right. so I couldn't tell you exactly what it was. Otherwise, man, I'd, I'd be out here, you know, just explaining, you know, the process because right. people don't know what really, really happened, you know. And so they, they were having problems with each other. So Sonny called me and said, hey, man, look, um, this is the plan. We're, we're, we're going to have to we're going to have to break apart from each other and. We don't know who's coming or who's not, but I would like for you to play accordion. I mean, accordion optional, Sonny. <laughs> Sonny. <laughs> you can't replace Sonny. Um, he, you know, it was like, I, I want you to come in and play guitar because I would play accordion. I was with Shelly at the time. I played with Shelly Lattice for, for a while. When did you play with Shelly? Dude, I was with Shelly, oh gosh, maybe 96. Wow, okay. So you were. I played accordion with her for probably about a year, year and a half, off and on. I didn't know that. I got fired from her too. I got fired from there too several times. <laughs> but I understand now. At that time, at that time, I was like, they can't believe they, why would they fire me? And then they would bring me back and then they would fire me again. And I was a young kid, man. So my emotions were like everywhere. It was like a relationship. I was like, why are you breaking up with me again? Right, right, right. And, and dude, I got fired call, like. Call yeah, me. <laughs> I was like, oh, you know, and, and uh, Shelly, that was like my first taste of like, you know something like huge. You know, right, right. Because man, we were doing you know big. Well, concert. what year? Which what? Ninety six. Ninety six. Ninety five. Ninety six. I was in there. I was with Shelly in. I want to say ninety one. I saw the pictures. Yeah, and that was long hair. Yeah, yeah. 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 Let's not talk about <laughs> that. <laughs> but that was when the first see her first album just barely came out. Two solo two or something. Yeah, And I, I, had, I only had a short run with her, but. uh same thing for me. Like, wow, this is my first experience with getting out there on the road. And she was always busy from the beginning, regardless. Mm-hmm. Uh, so imagine by that time, she already had a few albums in her belt, oh, and yeah. you were you were touring and traveling. It was, it was amazing, and it was different because you know when 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 you're playing locally, you know the 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 budgets are smaller, right. and, and everything is different. And you play, and I was playing a lot. You know, I was playing Fridays and Saturdays, and I remember going to school on Monday all tired because uh, I, I would do like tardiadas on Sundays, mm-hmm. Royal Palace, and you right, know, and I right. and I you know I started kind of hanging around and started playing you know, like Santiago Jimenez Jr. And I'm a big like conjunto fan, right. so, so you know, and old school man, Santiago Jimenez Jr., Mingo Saldivar, El Nick Villarreal, Nicky Sneak, yeah. man. So I, Sandy Sanchez. You know, so I was I was coming around and, and playing with those guys, you know, like on Sundays at the Tardeadas and stuff. Right. And then um, I was, uh, uh, um, you know, I'd, I'd go to school tired. Anyway, anyway, aside from all of that, uh, being with Shelly, man, it, 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 it really just kind of helped me. Uh, I learned a lot about the industry from them. And I learned a lot about songwriting from them and i really? learned yeah did you ever you record with her i no 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 i i didn't get a chance to do stuff with her um i, I wish that i would have because yeah. it, i mean it, it i didn't was, either and i was like i was i was i got there right when the album came out and then i left before 
they started working yes, the other one. You know, and, and I felt kind of, I felt, I, I could feel, um, you know, like the level that they were at. And I could feel that I was like right here because, I mean, this is my first time that I was actually ever in something that was, I mean, at that time, right, it was, right, it was right. just that big. We were doing, you know, two, three, four shows a week and big concerts, man, in Dallas and in Houston. Mm-hmm. And, we're, and, and I was traveling for the first time outside of 410. You know, sixteen oh four. You know, I was, I was just, and at that time, man, I, I looked up to you know like the, the Hermanos Farias Tropa fan. I was a big Elio Quintanilla, and and I was with him for a while too. And the Tall Boys, really, yes, or the Rough Riders. I was with him for a while, and and that was that. Uh, he's that was one of my favorite bands to play with. Uh, man, I loved because he. I used to go watch him play when I was a kid. Okay, so, so you you already had a yes, like wow, I'm playing I, this man, band that I, I, that I watched in, when yes. I was growing up. My, yeah some of my favorite hits and my favorite songs and I jumped into the band and I was like I can't believe I'm playing this music by this artist that actually made this popular this is awesome right that you listen to yeah. you probably had the the, the cassettes back yes. then yes <laughs> yeah it was the cassettes yeah, he's standing there in the silver French shirt but but even then Caselio was, was was touring everywhere but he wasn't touring out right. as as far as like Shelly was. Now was Shelly? Did she have the old school bus then? She had a she had a blue bus. Or she had a nicer one already. No, I, well she had a blue bus. Um, <laughs> it was a blue bus. It, I, I want to say it had dragon in the back or okay. something in the back. See, when I was there, we had the old school bus and all the equipment was a school bus. Yeah, it was an old convert. It was just it was just gutted. Really? And it had like regular sofas <laughs> in the oh, front, wow, no. like home sofas, and the gear was in the back. And, wow. Yeah, that no, was, no, no. By that, was, that time, by that time we had the. <laughs> The Primo was the top we, of the line. Primo. We, we, no, we, what, what did we have? Was it a Silver Eagle? I, I don't remember what it was. It you probably know, was Silver you know, Eagle. Yeah, it was blue. It had a big dragon in the back. It was nice. It was cool. Yeah. The windows didn't open though, so I remember you know like we were like in Arizona or something like that, and oh. and, and the air conditioning went out. I was gonna say the AC went out. Everybody that's... cooking, you know, and and I wanted to go shirtless, but I couldn't, you know, because I didn't have a a bunk cover. Um, and for the record, I just want to state, and she reminded me about this the other day. We were at Thirsty Horse doing a a, a, a concert, and it was a Shelly, and it was like a Texas Latino Ram was there, and it was us. And um, she reminded me about one time how we got back to the 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 lot where we parked the bus, and my parents would pick me up. Uh-huh. You know, when I would get there, and back then I didn't have a cell phone. Right. So. Uh, I would tell my parents, you know, it's going to be more or less around this time, eight o'clock in the morning, and I'll be home. So I remember we arrived, and I didn't wake up till like one in the afternoon. <laughs> I was in the bus; they forgot about me because my bunk was waiting. They threw the new guy in the corner. I remember yeah. all that shit. Don't think I didn't forget. They threw me in the corner, man, and I was in the corner, and I slept there, dude, and I slept till like one, and my parents were worried, like I never came out. So they, oh, wait, came, they opened the bus, and they found me in there, and I was all sweating, I was, I was all sweating, it's Oh, what happened, you know, but I had fallen asleep, you know. Yeah, and, that's, that's yeah. happened to a few of us. And they were like... My parents are like, "Did you drink?" And I don't, I don't drink. You know? right. And now, dude, now even Cajun. at my age, occasion, man, if they bring me a shot, I, you're lucky if I, you know, if they bring me a shot, yeah, you know, I'll take something. But I, I, I didn't. So not even then, you know. So it was just, I was just tired, right. and I actually, dude, I fell asleep that whole morning. I didn't wake up when we got there, and they didn't. Not that they didn't bother, but you couldn't see me in the corner. Oh, okay. Because I was way in the corner, so everybody got off the bus and they all yeah, went home. Yeah, and, and at that time in the morning, everybody's tired. They mm-hmm. just they just get off and go. Yeah, so you, you know just want to get off the bus and go home. Right. 
so nobody knew that I was still there, dude. And I was, and oh. they probably thought, oh, here he left. Yeah, and I was cooking in there. Dude. Oh, they walked in and and they they uh, they I think they woke me up actually is what it was. So they were like they went in there and they actually checked my bunk and I was I was there and uh, and she reminded me about that the other day. Yeah, you remember the time that we left you in the bus? Yeah, you got to bring up bullshit. <laughs> yes, I so, remember the time so you left me in the bus. So many stories and we yeah the, with buses and ACs breaking Yo, down. Oh my gosh. god, stopping at Walmart to buy fans and <laughs> <laughs> right in the middle of nowhere. Now in this band it's different. In this band we're all guys. So you know, uh, you know, when I was with Shelly, it was respeto. Right, right. And in this band is like no respeto. Right. <laughs> we and everybody, everybody walked when the when the air conditioner breaks. Everybody's there and a pinche calzón. Oh my god, <laughs> with a fan and we're water gunning each oh, other. Man. But um, no, it was, but but that was that was uh, one of those things where it was just it just it was just huge for me, you know. And, right. and like I said, like I was saying, I told her the other day, man. I told her and her mom. I said, you know, you guys you guys taught me a lot. And um, it it really really kind of pushed me forward. And speaking of people, if you don't mind speaking of people that actually kind of pushed me forward and taught right. me a lot, um, you know, be, besides you know my family of course, you know, and then uh, I I had a friend of mine. His name is Danny Casanova. Mm-hmm. You, you know Danny. Yeah. Danny, man, I, I I will say this: I probably wouldn't even be here if it hadn't been for Danny. Danny gave me the hookup to go with Shelly, but that's not even that's not even that's not even like the beginning well you work with him at kda i worked with him at kda but i remember i would go he would do all the saint francis dances when i was Mm -hmm. in high school and he would do all these dances when i was in school so i would go up to him and talk to him and and you know he was one of the biggest djs in town right so he had a massive system and he man he was just stated he was just awesome and he gave me the time of day by that i mean he would like talk to me and and kind of give me advice because i was always asking about music right and and he would tell me hey man you know call me at the station one day man we'll talk and I said, sure. And I did. So we became friends. And, and he would give me insight as to like the industry, you know, because he was, he'd been in it for a long time. And, yeah. and he's one of the pioneers, you know, as far as, you know, when it comes to, to music. See, Tejano music didn't just explode, you know, in the 80s and 90s, man. Before It's been around for a long time. Yeah, yeah. You know, and, you know, KDA opened up in the 50s or 60s. And, mm-hmm. and, and um, obviously he wasn't there then, right? Otherwise he would have been like three. But um, he, he had been there, you know, for as long as he had been there. So he would like tell me everything, you know, about what was going on and, and give me advice on it. And then he would say, hey, look, man, you should do this. You should do that. You should try this. Even to this day, I called him just a couple of months back. It's been yeah. a couple of months. I got to call you, Danny. It's, <laughs> but it's been a couple of months. And he was like, hey, you know what you should do? You should do this. And I was like, yeah, you know what, man? I think I should do this. Uh, because even to this day, man, he, he's, he's always he's been a, me, a yeah. mentor. Yes. And he still is. He That's still awesome. is, and 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 you know, I I don't mean to just come in here and be like, oh, Danny, but no, no, I mean, I've, but, I've but met really. him. I'm not, I'm not gonna say I know him. I'm, I've know of him, and we've met and we've talked a few times, many many years ago, and that that name is always stuck in my head. Yeah. And for I've never heard a bad thing about him. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I mean, for you to tell me that, I can believe it. You know what I mean? Oh, it, so to have a mentor like that, especially when you're uh, when you're young and and trying to learn mm-hmm. the things, and 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 in this in in this industry. Everything's so tightly guarded to where like, oh, I'm not going to share this because you're going to take my gigs away. Yes. And if we have somebody who maybe is not a musician but is on the other side of that as a DJ and is not afraid to tell you what's going on out there. That's, he, that's he, he great. He didn't have and, – and that's what you find in, in – in, if, if, if I can just cut through the bullshit, mm-hmm. that's what you find, man, is, is you find a lot of, of – you find a lot of NVIDIA. Mm-hmm. And, and, you, oh, yeah. and you find it everywhere. And, and he wasn't like that. 
he didn't he wasn't guarded like that. He was like, man, you know what? Whatever I can do to help you, I'm gonna do it. And and I wasn't he hadn't even heard me sing or and at that time I was a terrible singer. Uh, <laughs> not that I got any better now, but but he hadn't heard me play. But he knew that I was interested and he knew right. That I was but serious. just seeing the passion in somebody yes. in somebody's kid in somebody's exactly. young person's eyes and like. I'm going to give you the information. You go you go and do what you want with exactly. it. Exactly. You know? And he was very, very cool about that. And like I said, even to this day, he, he still gives me advice and he still you know gives me suggestions and he still tells me, hey, man, this. And I'm like, yeah, man, you know what I mean? And we talk. And, and now being in the industry so long, uh, uh, you know, man, you, I mean, you, you've been in it for a long time. So mm-hmm. you know the ins and outs. Mm-hmm. You know the business. Yeah. You know what everybody charges. You know the way it all works. You know, you know all of this. And so for somebody to come and say, hey, man, you know, how about this? And, and, and for me to go, yeah, man, you know, that it just means that I'm still learning from this guy. Oh, yeah. You know, because at, at, at some point you're like, okay, yeah, I, we know how the Tejano music industry works. And I'm still taking advice, you know, from, from guys like Danny because there's always something new to learn. Right. And there's know? something that he hasn't told you yet. Or exactly. just that situation hasn't come up, so I'm not going to tell you because it yes. hasn't come up, you know. And he told me. He was like, he goes, have you heard this song, man? Look. And, and, and I remember I was listening. He, he put this uh, uh, CD cassette on. I don't remember what it was. It was Disgusto by Eddie and Vida. Uh-huh. And it blew my mind because there had never been like... A, 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 there's always okay to me these gusto besides Prieta Casada right was this was the, the first commercially FM conjunto based heavy conjunto based accordion song on FM radio at least that's what I heard right right you know um, I, I could be wrong you know but but you had like Nicky Sneak that was jamming out on, on his recordings but on KDA right but he wasn't on KXTN you know he was he was in, in these conjunto stations. You know the AMs and stuff like that. We didn't have internet radio back then, so he was doing that stuff. And and but it wasn't like that on FM. On FM, well, for someone like you who grew up on conjunto, you recognized that holy shit, that's a, a conjunto song on yeah, FM. Yes, you know, exactly. KDA was always. I mean, I'm, I'm not knocking KDA. I think I love the music they play, but growing up, it was always my parents' station. Yes, you know, and, yes, and this other station on FM. That's mine. Yes. That's my parents. This is mine. Yeah, So to yeah. see the crossover, like, wait a minute. Yeah, that blew you know? my mind. And you're right, because KDA was, you know, it was my grandparents' music. It right. was my parents' music. You know, my right. tardiada music, you uh-huh. know. And, and But I since I had grown up, you know, with that, you know, then it, it wasn't so much that I could, uh, um, I could still decipher with what was popular and what was old school mm-hmm. you know but since i i kind of grew up with the old school as well as as the newer stuff then you know i, I liked it so i heard it and i was like dude this is amazing so i want to play with that band right i want to play with that band and i knew man i played accordion but I, you know and i would listen to sunny and and even before even before these gusto you know i i liked just jamming out i'd like jamming out there's no way that i was going to play it like the way he played it but I love Nicky Snake and I love those guys. So I would, you know, try to emulate, you know, just those, you know, those notes, man, that was just make you, that would make the crowd go, yeah, you know. And and when I got the call to join Vida, um, I remember he was, t- I told him, I said, hey, man, I said, you guys already have an accordion player. I said, that's you, man. And right. he says, no, dude, he says, we want you to play guitar. But, and that's the whole, that's why I started talking about Shelly. They right. had seen me play accordion with Shelly and I was jump around and I dance around. And actually, I that's, one of the, I that's one of the reasons why I got fired. <laughs> because I was a little bit too see that was an organized an organized unit you know uh, 
Shelly's band was very much an organized unit, very professional. Right. And then you threw this kid in there, and I was spinning and playing, and I was jamming. It's like, that's not the way the song goes. Right. You're getting the intros right, but you're kind of overstepping your boundaries right. during and at that time hey you, kid can yeah. you just play the song yes yes and, and <laughs> you know and when you and i mean when i was younger I, I wasn't about okay you know what you have to be tasteful you have to put your licks in here and if you're playing somebody else's music like let's say like shelly's music right. you have to be you know play it like the record play it like the way they need you to play it that's the professional way to go right. no i was like fuck that and i was like <laughs> and they were like dude what are you doing they tell you man this isn't Desperados. This isn't uh, Eddie, and this isn't Tropa Efe. Why are you playing like those guys? I'm like, well, I'm just having a good time. Well, that's not the way the song goes, you know. Respeto, right? And, you know, and and I and and then I, I learned that later on in life. Later on, I learned you, you that. You understood, like, yes. oh, maybe oh, I shouldn't have done that. <laughs> yes, yes. You know, I was because I was just playing, and if I if I found an open spot, I would just play in that spot and, and without any regard or, 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 or any courtesy to the keyboard player that might have a riff or right. that might have or where it might just be open to let the vocal breathe. And, and I, man, I used to talk to my students about that, about how you have to learn when to when to do things. You know, as a bass player, my, some of my, my bass students are like, you don't want to overplay because that's not your job as a bass player. It's more foundation. Your rhythm is more of the rhythm with the drums to so stay there. If you're a three-piece band, then when the guitar player goes a solo, maybe you want to move a little more to justify mm-hmm. the chord. So little things like that, knowing right. when, to, knowing how to listen was the hardest thing my, to teach my students. And and real quick, uh, Rigo Novaida says, Jace. Oh. Uh, Jonathan Alfaro says, Jason. They're all saying <laughs> hi to you. Jeremiah said, watcha. <laughs> watch watch yeah. are you gonna announce our tour dates we'll get to that later jeremiah if you have any questions for jason you're more than welcome to ask them in the chase in the uh facebook chat there i'll take a look at it and and ask your questions so you learned you learned why is it hold on is it cool to ask about your old bass player will he be back he also played accordion uh our old bass player is is are you talking about uh, uh, chris Pettis? No, not that Chris Pettis. He said he also played accordion. Yeah, right? then it's Chris Pettis. Uh, he's my cousin. He played bass and he played accordion. Amazing, monster player, bro. He was a Nordeño player. And we kind of brought him over to the dark side. So when, when and, and, and all this, and because there's a big transition, man, between, you know, what happened between like, you know, you, you had you had the, the Eddie and Vida days. You had that era. And then you had, I'm sorry, Eddie, Sonny. Okay, okay. Well, let me stop you there because we'll get to that, Chris. Oh, okay, so we'll, okay. Let, me, let, me, let me turn back around and get to that okay, in a little we while. Will, we won't answer so, that question later. So you get called from uh, Sonny to play guitar. Right. My question is, did you just, who taught you? I mean. Sonny, my throat knows, I'm sorry. Sonny taught me primera, segunda, tercera. tercera. Yeah. And our old keyboard player, Javi, taught me G, C, and D. And that was enough to get me through for a little while, you know. And then, then Sonny was like, all right, you know, let me show you now that seventh preparation chord. Right, right, right. You know, all right. So, and, and so those two guys, I attribute those two guys to getting me kickstarted on guitar and bajo sexto, you know, because I was playing bajo chords on guitar. Right. So, and that's all I knew, first, second, third. And, and it wasn't, you know, in those easy G positions, you know. And then I had to start going into the, you know, the forefinger, the C position. And that, so I, they taught me like those. Um, and they did that pretty quickly. They had to. And I, I started just kind of running with, with that, just with what I knew. 
you know, with those simple chords because it, it didn't take rocket science to play that music that right. we were playing. Right. It was very basic, very simple, but it was, it, and, and no, in no way am I knocking it because right. just no, because no. it's simple doesn't mean that it was very tasteful, it was catchy, it was awesome. People loved it. Botoncito de cariño, el disgusto, you know, uh, um, ojitos well, castaños. Well, and, I tell people all the time, I said, look, it's not about how many chords you put in a song. You look at you look at Selena's songs. Her were, hers were based on two or three chords. Right. It was all hook. It was all It hook. was all melody and hook. That's exactly. all it was. Exactly. You know? So who did you buy your first guitar because of this band, or did you yes. borrow one? Or no, I, I, uh, my, you still have it. <laughs> I, I do. I still. It's hanging in. It's 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 hanging in my small studio. Um, I it it was a Fender. Uh, uh, California series uh, 97 Telecaster nice. and it was uh, um, uh, hum- it's beautiful oh, and it's, it cuts through like a knife my aunt Rena helped me buy that guitar so my cousin my cousin Leroy who played with us and you'll, you'll hear about this later who played with us for a while his mom and his dad uh, and my parents helped me buy this guitar because this guitar was, you know, the J- Jason needs this expensive guitar. And right, right. So they helped me. And man, I didn't have any money, you know? I was a kid, you know? So, well, not so much a kid, but I was an irresponsible adult. And you were a musician. So. I was a musician, exactly. <laughs> no, and and uh, well, I'm glad. I was a musician, irresponsible adult who they gave a credit line to. And I was like, oh man, this is great. Not realizing, you know what? I might want to buy a fucking house one day. So, uh, you know, I... Um, I <laughs> man, they helped me get this beautiful Telecaster out, and then um, uh, uh, John Vinueva, who was the manager of Vida, when I came in, um, he he presented me with an amplifier. He went out and he bought me an amplifier to use. So nice. right off the bat, these guys were taking care of me. You know, there's nothing bad that I can say at all because, dude, I came in and it was like, okay, you have a guitar, awesome. Look here. Here's an amp, and it was a solid state Fender. You know, it was it was it was it was it was nice, and and I used that. And because all we did was you know like conjunto style songs and 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 you know to handle stuff, I didn't need so much effects. I would just maybe a little, yeah. little bit of verb. You know, I didn't even put the chorus on. You hear so many players, you know, play you know with, with that that oh, heavy yeah. chorus. You know, mm-hmm. and and I'm not, I wasn't really a fan of that. So I just kind of leave it. Um, just made a little verb, real natural, real clean. And and I didn't know anything about tone either. So I just kind of like mm, let me see. Well, this. I think this sounds pretty good, you know, right. and, and in reality, you know, it wasn't so good. And I learned that through other musicians telling me, hey, man, you know, maybe you better try this, try that. Which or is awesome. seen other people's gear. Like, exactly. what is that? What I'm is like, using there? Wow, dude, what is this big old unit that lights up, man? I want one of those. And um, so I had a lot of advice, you know, you know, as, as I went along as far as like what I should do, uh, you know, started recognizing tones and what's good and what's not. And then I said, <clears throat> excuse me, I'm sorry. I said, man, you know what? It would be so much cooler if I learned something else too. So I started listening to like country music and Brent Mason, and I started oh. listening. Oh yeah, and I was like, I want to play like that guy, you know. And 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 first things first, you know, I I, I think it was John Cruz. Uh, he was with David Lee yeah, at the time. He still is. And 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 oh yeah, he is. Yeah, <laughs> man, he told me at a gig. He's the one that told me, man, dude, you got to check out this Brent Mason guy. And I did. And back then we didn't have. I mean, the internet. We had the internet, but it wasn't you know exploding so i was like look around for brett mason and and uh i was he, sitting there he recorded on shit do yeah man yeah. He, i mean for those of you that don't know brett mason you know is the guy that recorded the alan jackson stuff chattahoochee right. mm-hmm. he did brooks and dunn neon so he shania twain you know so he's recording alabama he's recording every george Strait, every major album that's coming out of nashville brett mason's doing you know he's like the guitar guy um and I was like, yeah, man. And and of course, back then it, it was the a. So I'd, I'd get on the internet, I'd be like, you know, search Brent Mason. And back at the time, it was, 
<laughs> takes 10 minutes to download yeah, like, one page. Oh, oh my God. <laughs> uh, you know, 30 minutes later, I'm like, oh, that's what he looks like because he's it's it's come out very It's coming in coming by in. pixel, pixel by yeah. pixel. <laughs> and I checked him out. I looked him up and I was like, man, this guy's amazing. I want to play that guy. And I didn't realize that it was going to be extremely hard to play like that guy. Yeah. So first things first. And John told me, he says, man, you're going to have to learn how to use your, your fingers. It's called double stopping. And I was like, Double stop, and I felt like um, you ever see a uh, uh, Born in East LA, uh-huh. you know, where, where he's like head ban, and, and, and the guys are like hey ben. Hey ben. You know, you know, I felt like that. He was like double, it's double stopping, right? And I was like double stopping. Okay, so I was just kind of getting, trying to get advice from different people on how to do things, and I remember that um, it was, it was everything was with Eddie was still kind of fresh. So, um, the guitar player that he had, his name's Frank, super nice guy. And and Frank had stayed with Eddie, and then he made the decision that he wanted to come back to Vida. So one day they just didn't call me for rehearsal, and I was like, I guess we didn't have rehearsal today. So after a couple of weeks, you know, they were like, Hey man, come rehearse. Oh, okay, so I went over there and I rehearsed, and I remember going over there and Frank was there, and I was like, Why is Frank here? Oh, he's just gonna play a little bit. And I remember he we, they we practiced Neon Moon. And I didn't play it. I just kind of sat there because I was still learning, you know, those chords, you know. And I would watch him play and and he'd play Neon Moon. And I was like, wow, this guy's great, man. This guy's good, you know. And I I would remember looking at him like, yeah, man, if I can learn that, that'd be great. And then I went home and they didn't call me for rehearsal again. (laughs) So they they technically, Vida technically fired me two or three times Before I was able to stay, this is a horrible story, but it's true. And now I'm fronting the group, I'm singing for the right. group, and I'm arranging and producing, and 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 you know, and I'm writing. You guys it. didn't want me. Now you didn't want me. Look at me now. You now you now you got me. So don't cry, bitches, when I'm up there and talking about this, man. Because I was fired from me though. I don't know if you know this. I was fired. Too. I didn't know that. Yeah, back in 2000, I was fired. Yeah, me I, and Carl. Both of you. Mm-hmm. Oh, how can you fire? That's that's, that's oh. another. That's a whole big kind of worms. There, oh but, my gosh! So I, I know. I know. So you feeling. know what I'm talking about. Yeah, just you know, you know. Hurt, hurt my feelings, fools. You hurt my feelings, man. I was like, oh, I thought you guys were my friends. But but what it was was, I mean, they had been so close to Frank for so long, and they've been together for so yeah. long, and and they were, you know, they were, um, they were family, you know. So I could understand how, you know, what? Okay, he wants to come back. I mean, you know, come on, you know. I was just a guy that they met. I was I was a friend, um, but I wasn't as close as like Frank was. Yeah. So I mean, now that I'm older, I understand that. Back mm-hmm. in the day, I'm like sons of bitches. Come on, you're really? All, you're all hurt and I was, man, I was all butt hurt, and I went <laughs> over and just I, just for that, I'm gonna go play with the Hovenes again, and you know. But I, I and 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 I so I was fired from the band, man, a couple of times, dude. I, you know, I'm I'm starting to see a pattern. I was fired from Shelly, and then I was fired from Vida. I feel like Taylor Swift because it's like she's like, man, all my relationships are are bad and and all, all men are terrible and I'm starting to think they, all bands are terrible. I'm, I'm all I'm like, oh man, maybe it's me, you know? Because I'm like, girl, have you ever thought that you know maybe I don't know maybe it's you, you know? And I'm like, maybe it was me, you know? But of course not. I mean, she's, now, you're, now you're gonna go home and write a song. I'm gonna go home and write a song about it, man. You know. I I, I uh, this and it's funny you mention that because uh, and and I'm, I bring up Taylor Swift man because she's she's made an art amazing artist an amazing writer man right. I, I love her stuff and um, uh, even when she was first coming out and everything was kind of juvenile and, and 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 so young and and everything was very very new to this kind of music and we'll get to that later but nevertheless um, uh, my respect for her writing 
and for her accomplishments is just is just way up there and and um looking at the things that she went through and and talking about you know the stupid stuff like getting fired over here man i i see how you know and i think to myself was i just not doing what i was supposed to you know, was I was I not playing with a, obviously with Shelly I wasn't. Obviously, dude, I was just messing up left and right. Right. I was just doing just that. young and just Yeah. And know. I was playing the melodies and I was jamming out and stuff, but it just wasn't what it needed to be there. And over here with Vida it was the same thing. I was playing guitar and it just wasn't what Frank could play. Because Frank obviously could play a hell of a lot better than me. Right. You know, I was just a beginner, man. And so I understood I understand now. At that time, whatever. So they brought me back. And I came in and I remember um, we, we didn't even have art yet. We didn't even have art yet. So we were looking for a vocalist and I, everybody in the band tried out. Everybody. We were like, well, maybe one of us can do it. And I remember Sonny was like, you, you know, and he started singing. Sonny has a very big operatic type right. voice, you know. Mm-hmm. You're singing to the janitor. And it's like, okay, he's pretty good. Okay. And then uh, I remember uh, Hector, his name was Hector, a sax player. He tried out. And and he came on the mic and he was like, hey, and he started singing Botoncito. And, and, I, and I was like, mm, I don't know much about music and I've gotten fired from a couple of bands, but I don't think that's going to be good enough. And and I was like, I'll give it a shot. And I went up there and and, and for me, that song was kind of low. So not only was I already terrible, I, I it was like times two because it was already down here. Right. And, and and I obviously didn't make it. And then Javier Keeper Player, I think he sang a little bit. And he's kind of he's kind of James Taylorish, So he just kind of sang real soft. I was like, no, man. <laughs> you know, we had big shoes to follow. Yeah. Eddie was this amazing performer that go out there and he'd dance around and he'd do all this stuff that, that, that a lot of people weren't doing, you know. I mean, Chamacos obviously were in the hell of a show band. Right. Albert Zamora, the same thing, you know. And, and Eddie was, was just, it was a different kind of show. And we had to do something that was going to be um, equivalent or better. Right. You had no choice. You know, you, now you have to step it up. Well, because by that time, Vito was hitting with Eddie. And, and yes. it was... Oh, yeah. You, can't, you couldn't just afford to... And it was huge. El Disgusto was a huge hit. These guys were playing. They were making money. They were just everywhere with Sony because they were with Sony. So, it, and that's where I met him. I, I met him at a, Shon- a Shoney. A Shoney's. I met him at a Shoney's. We were having breakfast. I'm not coming in the way. <laughs> it, it was a Sony. Uh, uh, it was like a Sony showcase or something. And I was with Shelly and she was a Sony at the time. So, um, that's how I met the guys anyway. That's where I met the guys, just so y'all know. Um, but, it was it was um it was it was going to be a hard act to follow and every time something happened in this band it, you have we had to step it up because this band had to survive right. we had to continue we had to play this is all we do for a living so when eddie was no longer here it, we better do something we better find somebody that's good and i i don't remember who found art but art came in and and he was good he was good i said this guy's better than anybody in this band. That sounds good to me. And we practiced like that. And we played some gigs. And I remember our first gig was in Houston. And, and we, 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 did, we did okay, you know? Now, I remember the, the band was, because uh, we'd run into you guys on the mm-hmm. road and stuff like that. It, it always seemed like you guys were a, a cohesive unit. Mm-hmm. In other words, um, how can I phrase this? You guys were the band, and it, it always seemed like you were. You you each had an equal stake in the band. Mm-hmm. And I, at, at what point did you feel like this is my band now, as opposed to I'm just a guitar player for them? I um. 
this band has always been built on on equality, um, and and by that I mean that. And I saw that, you know. And I'm glad that it showed because, <clears throat> excuse me, that was very important for us to let people know because, in in a day and age where you had front men that were just, um, they were that they were the band, you know. You had Javier Galvan that was fronting Fama, mm-hmm. you know, and 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 every Javier Galvan. You know, you had Shelly, you had Shelly's band, and it was Shelly. You know, you had right. all these groups. You know, you had Emilio, and you had Ram, and yeah, it was and them. All, and all the people just had, they, was, their they were part of their band. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You weren't. Right. And But I know. love this band because we were such a unit, and we recognized that it takes all of us to make it. And everybody had that mentality, and everybody still has that mentality. So I, I don't even go in there. Even now with what I do, like I, I, I sing for the band, I front for the band. But I don't feel like I am the band. I don't feel like, well, if I leave, then this band is going to tank. Because yeah. to me, that's not true. We've gone through some crazy shit, man. Right. I've lost some really, really good people to where we're like, oh, man, okay. All right, all right. What are we going to do? And we continue. We survive. I think it's more the legacy of the group than it is individuals. At the right. beginning, I think it was individuals because when we when we were playing with Vida, we signed with the House Records, and if if it hadn't been for the record company helping us out and you know them working with John and stuff, then we wouldn't be playing very much, you know. So that was a big push. That was a big help, you know. We had just gotten off of of uh, uh, you know a, a, a tour with uh, with Chris and Tegas, and he was taking us everywhere, and and that really really helped. But the fact that the whole band you know has this attitude even to this day and do we have guys man, Tim's been with us Tim's one of the one of the founders so right. you know you have Tim and you have John and you have myself you have Mike we've all been together for so many years um it, it, and we still have that attitude you know like me, sorry no no go did, ahead. did Tim try out to sing no oh see, and I would have paid to hear and that and I do and and you <laughs> no now knowing now the way he sings I would have paid to see that too man because he's you know, we would make it because for those of you that aren't familiar with Vida, we were known for like I dancing around, yeah, dude. Oh, dude, dude. Oh, let me tell you something about Tim. And we dance around and shake our hips, you know, and do a lot of crazy stuff on stage, man. That now I look back on, it, I'm like, oh, did we do that? You know, gosh. And and um, I remember we would even make Tim. Uh, we would play a song and then like we'd kind of break it down and we would make Tim get out from behind the drums and he come and Tim can't dance. A, a drummer, Tim, dude, a drummer a, that keeps time. He's a drummer that keeps time and he can't dance. <laughs> he can't. The poor guy, man. He's man. He drum. Oh my gosh, and he drums like nobody's business. Right. And he's extreme. And he gets into everything that he does. And he can't. He cannot dance. He, he cannot dance. And we'd make him go out there. And I remember he put his hand behind his hip and he just kind of moved a little bit like this. And, and we did it on purpose. You know, we do it on purpose just to see him dance. Man, I'm sorry, man. But, uh, um, man, Tim, you know Tim. Yeah. He's, he's, I, I love the guy. He's dude, a good guy. He's, a good he's, guy. He's, and he's a hell of a guy himself. All man. the guys in the band have always been really cool with me. And that's something, even when I met you guys way back in the day in the 90s, all of you that has always been real cool with me, and I got nothing to say bad about any of you guys. I appreciate that. Because um, so, respect out of that to the, to all the guys that have, that have crossed through right. the Vida band that, right. that I've met. Um, so, like I said, <laughs> Jeremiah said, I can't wait till Tim sees this. All right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'll get a phone call later. I'll get a phone call later. So, uh, like I said, when when I, when you guys were were when when I knew of you guys, it always seemed like you were a unit. You were Visa. Right. If you were in the band, you were you had equal part in right. in, in staking the band. So talk about the band now. 
I mean, I know we we talked about the industry and what the band was kind of doing in the last uh, the last podcast. We went over the change from being a vocalist, from right. sideman to vocalist, right. and I don't want to go into that again. So, talk about the state of the band now. The, the now it, it's it's um if, if I can say this, if okay, I can say this, um the the transition between. Uh, I, I, we don't want to get into it, but the transition between like art singing into me singing, um, for a while there, I was I was upset over everything because it was a bad breakup. Mm-hmm. It was there was nothing nice about it, and and, and now and we talk about it in the last episode. If you want to hear the story, he yeah. actually tells that story in the on the the episode last year. You guys are gonna have to look it up and check it out because it's it's <laughs> it's, it's it's very interesting. But um, it, it it's it, it was it was a terrible breakup, man. It was bad, and it's funny because now. Now you know if, if 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 I talk to him, everything is, is cool. We're we're all we're all cool. Yeah, and you need, and, and you need, I you need the healing. Yeah, time. <laughs> and I and I support man. I totally I, every time I do an interview and they ask me about like Art and Sunny and and I and tell them, dude, they, these those guys they got their own groups and they're fantastic. If you can go check them out, they're amazing. Reunion probably not, probably not. At least not no, now, right. not now. But. I don't, I don't. I don't see a reason why you. I mean, they're, no. everybody's so independent in themselves. Why would yes, you want to do that? Yeah, you know? and you know, and, and maybe later we might get together and play something together. But but no, a reunion. I, that that's no reunion. Although it would be cool to do like a one night where all of y'all are booked, and then like get on stage and just kind of go through some old shit just for fun. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah. When they, when I say you know we can get together and play, yeah, that would be cool. And, and we'll probably end up you know maybe maybe I don't know. I I, I can't. You know what? I'm not even gonna say maybe. <laughs> But um, I do think about it, man, because because I mean, do we were all part of, of something. well? Because it would be a cool lineup. It would be cool a, to see. Yes. You know what I mean? I mean, how cool is that? I mean, for those people that that are right. fans of the bands, how cool would it be to see uh, 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 Eddie, right? Um, and then Art Sun, and his group, Art, and Sunny. then Sonny and his group, and then and then, then Vida, you know, and then line up in one night, in and one then, night. like at the end, everybody gets on stage just to. And just knock off. Yes, yeah, I mean that would be cool. That would be really cool. Um, you well, know. to any promoter out there, get your ass on it and start doing something. <laughs> Shit, man, pay these guys. Let's do this. Yeah, but yeah, <laughs> so the, the state of the band today. The state of the uh, band today. Uh, I know you got Ricky back on bass. We got yeah, Ricky's playing bass. I love bass. Ricky, and, Dude, and, and, and he's, he's such a good guy. He, Ricky's an awesome guy. Anyway, the, the the whole point of that whole story that we're not going to get into, but the whole point of that is to say that 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 now. Um, the way that I feel now is very different. I'm very thankful for what happened because if that hadn't happened, I wouldn't be in the position that I'm in. I sing for the group. I, I front the group. I, I get a chance to do what I've always wanted to do, which is sing. Cause I love to sing, yeah. man. I love to sing. So, um, I, I it, it, and, and not to say anything else other than the fact that I'm very much a workhorse, just like everybody else in the group, everybody, we're all workhorses. So, I don't mind, and I'm lucky that I'm, dude. I'm lucky that I have a. I was in Nashville a couple of weeks ago, mm-hmm. and my wife told me we went and we played at Tootsie's. Oh my god, that was amazing, dude! Tootsie's is just it, Tootsie's is the shit. And then I, I, the guys went home the following day, and my wife says you need to stay there, so you can do what it is that you need to do, like everybody else does. You need to go in there, and you need to make friends, and you need, so Contact, you need to stay there. Talk yes, to people. So see what friend or a friend or a friend or a friend that you can get yes, to know. <laughs> yes, because over there it's different. The the man, the scene is very different from the way it is over here. Mm-hmm. So um I went over there and 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 she supported me in, in staying there, uh, you know, and, and I was able to go there and I I met up with some friends that live there. And I, I was able to get into some really cool circles, you know, and and, and I I gotta send a shout out to my friends Louie and Heck, man. Heck used to play for Blue Edmondson here. Okay. He lives in Nashville now. 
And Louis, Louis's been around to how to music his whole life, and now he's playing Nashville circuit. And he's an amazing drummer. Heck, is an amazing guitar player. I went over there, and Romeo Vaughn's another good friend of mine, great singer from the Valley. They live up there, so I had a place to stay. They gave me a place to stay. They, it felt old school, man. I slept on a couch for a week, week and a half, man. I was, and, but but it it helped me learn a lot. So I, I had a meeting with these this uh, this guy from an agency, and then uh, this gentleman named Jeff played with Tim McGraw, and 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 I remember I walked into this place, and Vince Gill was there, and it was just nuts. So I had a meeting with these guys, and I came back to San Antonio, and I said, boys, this is what we need need to do to 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 excel in the country music scene, which is what we're doing now. Ninety eight, ninety nine percent of our gigs now are country gigs. Last night. Last night was You mentioned our, that last yeah. year, that you were like at 70-30, and now and you're... Now we're like at 99. Wow. I think we've had two Vida gigs in the last like three or four months. Wow. And that was last night, a wedding. We did a private gig. It was a wedding, and it was a half and half. And then we did like, well, it was like a half and half at the last one we did too. So they're not even full Vida gigs. And, and, and it's cool. It's cool, you know, because the like I said, the industry before, there's not really much of a market, at least for our band, in that anymore. Well, you're always going to work. But we're always going to work in the because other of that. Because yeah. you know, if this doesn't go through, then we'll have another gig with this one and this and that. Exactly. So to, uh, you you went to to Nashville. I, I think you can. It's a lot easier to go into a situation like that when you're trying to break into it, and you had the years of experience that you do in this in our industry, the yes. music, and you know kind of what not to do. Yes. <laughs> so yeah. when you go into that new scene, you're trying to break in. It was like, well, I have all this knowledge now. I'm not going into it green. Right. I know what I'm, I need to look for, but I have a lot to learn still. Yes. Yeah, so you, you have to go in there with, with the attitude that you don't know everything. So, and they, but they like the fact that you go in there and they, you're not just some chump that that's just like, cause a lot of people go there with a the guitar and they're like, I want to make, wanna make yeah, I want to make it, <laughs> you know? And it's like, and it's not like that. And I went over there and, and I'm talking to people, you know, I'm, I'm talking to this, this guy, I made, I made, I became friends with this guy named Nick, works over at Blackbird Studios, you know, where, you know, Kings of Leon record and Keith Urban and those guys. And, and he was like, dude, you need to come in and you need, you need to do an EP. So we have a record that's going to be coming out here soon. And then nice. we're gonna we're and then we're gonna go here in a couple of months to go and actually do the EP, you know, over there, you know, with the big boys, with nice. the way that it is now, and because the times have changed, and even our country music has changed. Like we were very much outlaw kind of rocking this first album that's gonna be yeah. out, and you're gonna hear that there's a little bit more of a change, uh, this because I'm writing with those guys now. So I got the opportunity to get in circle, writing circles with those right. guys. Yeah. So now everything is sounding a little more, I'm going to say commercial. And don't judge. Don't judge people out there because I'll tell you something, man. <laughs> um, this is what we do for a living. And we pay our bills with this. Right. So, you know, doing something. And not only that, man, we like it. I'm not going to lie, dude. I'm not, I'm not, I, my favorite is classic country. And my favorite is, you know, rock. And, you know, I love all that outlaw stuff. Yeah. That's me, dude. Johnny Cash and Willie, you know, I love all that. And, and but, but I'm not going to lie. I like Luke Bryan. I like cool swindle. I won't hold it against yeah, you. But. Yeah, yeah, I see, and, 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 and I get that all the time, man. It's like really, dude, and I do. You know why? Because because I respect number one what they're doing business wise. These guys are making millions that, of dollars. That's all it is for you know, for me. When I look at guys like that, it's strictly business, and uh, and, it's and all business, and that's where I kind of mm. you know. But at the same time, I do have to say this: a lot of the stuff they come out with, even though it's not, um, even though it's a little too commercial and too poppy. A lot of it's very catchy, and I can sing to it. Yeah, and I get it. I, I know why. I mean, I understand it. So um, I'm not going to keep you anymore. I don't want to thank you, Jason, for stopping by. I know uh, this was a last-minute deal. Do you want to say hi to the guys in the band? Absolutely. You know, I want to say hi to Tim, who's probably asleep. I want to say hi to, <laughs> to Rick and Steve, who are probably asleep. John, who probably is awake. 
because uh, I got a text from him here. He's probably texting me going, dude, what are you doing, man? Don't be talking no shit about nobody. <laughs> uh, uh, of course, you know, um, uh, I want to send a shout out to to all of the guys in the group, man. We, we've been together a long, long time, and I think we're going to chug along for another while. Dude, and every time you have me, I always have a lot to say. Like, we haven't even really... No, I know. I know we know, could probably go over another dude, two we, hours. Yeah, we can <laughs> go, man. So, you know, I'll come back one day, man, and we'll talk a little more. And we'll, we'll get into chapter three. Yeah, <laughs> we'll you know. next year, April. Because last year was April when we talked. It was April. Yeah. yeah. Dude, it's, oh, man, it's been a long time since I've been on I appreciate you having me out here. And when you reached out to me to be able to come in, I was like, yeah, man, of course I'd love to do it. And I appreciate that. I, I, can't, I don't get... Just real quick before I go. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. I don't... I never put political views or i never put any any i never say anything on like on social media facebook twitter i never say yeah. anything about anything but when i come here i can sit here and talk especially about the industry and especially about things that people don't know you know and i i, I when i when i shared this page here i was like you know you're probably going to hear me you know say some shit that you won't hear me say on facebook <laughs> Yeah. And that's because I, we haven't even gotten into it. You know? I know. And we didn't get to industry, no. industry stuff like last exactly. year. I was listening to it earlier. I was like, oh, my God, I can't believe we said yeah, those things. Exactly. <laughs> we, really, we, we just let it all hang out last year. But, it, but it's it's for the greater good of that particular industry because I don't want to see Tejano music die. And, and Yeah, and I agree with you. I don't I don't believe it's going to die. But if we want to get continue to make it better and... There's no way it can be like the 90s and 80s, or late yeah. 80s. It, you can't have that anymore. But you can sustain it and keep building. Look, you're still working. There's tons of band. I was at the tunnel, uh, the fanfare, Market Square. I was like, mm-hmm. holy shit. They're, it's still alive. They're just not spending money. And yes, yes. Now, if we, <laughs> if we could get that kind of support a at, little more often. Or even at the gigs where you got to pay a little exactly. to get in. Exactly. That, that would be great. You know, because Fanfare and Fiesta, those are the two times a year that everybody's like, yeah, and they go see these bands. And I hear bands sometimes and they're like, dude, we had 4,000 people at Fanfare. And I'm like, how many did you have next week? Right. How many, you know, you, the goal is to have that every time, you know. So, how many and, CDs and, yeah, did you sell? Exactly. Did you make, you make contacts? Did you make, did, contacts? You get, uh, did you make new fans? And exactly. That's the hardest part. That's the hardest you know? part. And, and, and you know what? We need to get in together one day and we need, we'll get into this again, man. You know, at Fanfare, I don't know if you heard, I did a bunch of interviews there. I talked a lot of, I went during the day when it was all, all smaller bands mm-hmm. and I loved it. Um, a lot of them never done interviews and I had my recorder there and, mm-hmm. and a lot of them were very awkward. So I enjoyed helping yes that process like okay i'm gonna make it quick i kind of let them up. some of them was hard some of them were like trying to pull teeth from them to say something you know <laughs> they didn't make the show so, <laughs> but my favorite time there and you brought up conjunto my favorite time while i was i spent two days in the afternoon like three hours one day and four hours the next day um my favorite time was at the kda stage mm, oh my god nice. those conjuntos you hear at yes. one, one or two in the afternoon so raw and so like corazón oh, like that's out of tune, but I don't care. <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> it sounds badass. <laughs> yeah, and I love that, man. I, I And I told my wife, I said, because we never get a chance to go and enjoy Fiesta. So I told her the other day, I said, we need to go out there and just spend one day just going and listening. I want to go and just listen to groups. Go in the afternoons. That's when all yeah, the little yeah, bands. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All the little yeah. bands. That's yeah. what I want to do. And, and I, I am so glad that you're doing it. I mean, I don't mean to sit here and kiss your ass, man, but I'm so glad that you're doing stuff like that because... That also helps bring awareness. You yeah. know, I mean, there's nothing like taking a band that's unknown and 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 showing people, hey, you know what? You know, check these guys out. 
you know, look, look, and it's cool to see these little band, little bands. I'm yeah, sorry, no, 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 that's not what I mean. That's yeah, not what no, I mean. No. I'm just the, saying the, they don't have the uh, the fan base or the the the. Mar- the right. The business behind them to to push them like some other bigger bands right. do, right? So, so they're not little; they're just no. unexposed. Yes, man. I, I, dude, I always say the wrong thing. I'm, just, I'm telling y'all. Right <laughs> I now, see the same thing, dude. I say the wrong thing, man. So don't take offense to it. You know, people out there don't take offense. I, I, you know, that's my family. Dude. I say the wrong shit all the time. But um, I, I, you know, and I didn't mean like little. I just mean like you know, like um, um, not as experienced or not you know as as a lot of these other bands or not even that because you find a lot of bands that are still in the local circuit that are not uh, that have been around for a long time just haven't broken out or they, they, or they just don't want to yeah or they, they do it for fun to. yeah exactly and 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 they need to be heard because you got some really cool bands out there man you know I could sit there and, and and just watch them and listen and you're right I need to go during the day listen to the podcast from that show if you get a chance to listen really to the I'm gonna yeah, check it out it's really really it good Jason thank you so much for doing the podcast don't remember if you if remember if you listen to the podcast on iTunes you can find us on social media on Facebook and Twitter at Texas Music Pod on Instagram at Texas Music Podcast you can also support us on Patreon patreon.com slash TMS podcast you can give us some money and help us keep this show free it'll always be free to support local musicians and artists and including the Tejano music industry be sure to check out my son's show he does local musicians in the not Tejano scene here locally so thanks to Jason Martinez for joining us today and taking the time out of his day to do this and thanks to everybody who joined us in the Facebook chat room uh, see Beatrice just joined that's my boy Jason Jeremiah Unexposed Chevo Cavalier come on there okay <laughs> <laughs> alright to everybody on the on the fa- Facebook chat yeah. room thank you so much for joining us Jason thank you so much man thank you for having me out here I appreciate it um, thank you to all those that were on the chat room uh, uh, I know some of you uh, and some of you guys I don't but uh, uh, but I would like to feel free to come out to the shows anytime we're in town or anytime we're in your town if you're from somewhere else come up and say hello come up and talk to me yeah, it's it's all about making friends, man. And 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 you know, a big shout out to all them. Rigo, I saw you said Rigo was on there, yeah. right? Man, sweet kid, I love that guy to death. He's like a brother to me. Uh, big shout out to Rigo and 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 all these other kids, man. Everybody else, you know, uh, that's on there. I, I appreciate you guys, you know, with your comments. And I don't want to take up too much of your time. I am a interviewee's dream because all you need to do is ask me one question, <laughs> and I will roll for the next. 30 minutes. I love having that. You know what I mean? You'd be like, you're like, dude, some people it's like pulling teeth. Man, some people it's like you can't shut them up. See, I'm that way too, man. We did it, me and my son and I did a podcast for another podcast, Mm -hmm. interviewed us, and I just, (laughs) it's like, um, Jason, I don't even have any questions. Just go ahead and go. And I'm like, well, I have questions for myself. When did you start, Jason? Well, Jason, I sound like like a crazy person, man, but um, anytime, man, any, I, I love coming over here and just being able to to do this. this I is appreciate cool. you, man. This Thank you cool. so much. I like it. Thank you. That's Jason Martinez from the text from the uh, Grupo Vida and the Electric Cowboys. This has been the Texas Music Spotlight. TMS Musicos. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Texas Music Spotlight podcast. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast and visit our website, TexasMusicSpotlight.com, to find out how you can be a part of the live recordings. Until next time, please continue to support local artists and music in your hometown. Yeah.